You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today we're talking about dogs and how they sometimes make great friends with animals outside in the yard. Friendships their owners didn't expect at all. We have lots of stories on this topic in our new collection of dog stories, Chicken Soup for the Soul, My Hilarious Heroic Human Dog. So I'm going to share a couple of cute ones with you today, starting with one by Lee Pollock. Lee tells us that his family had recently moved from a mobile home to an acreage about 10 miles from Hysham, Montana. About the same time, they adopted a dog named Wally, a long-haired dachshund. So Lee worked at their hardware store five and a half days a week, and he didn't get to spend a lot of time with Wally. But one Saturday afternoon, Lee was outside doing yard work and Wally was hanging out with him. And then Lee heard a noise and saw Wally disappearing into a valley off the property. Lee called out to the dog, but he didn't come back. So Lee went and told his wife and she said not to worry, the dog would return. Lee got some water and went back outside and noticed that the horses were all staring at something in the hills. It turned out it was their little dog, Wally, with a doe antelope running after him. The two animals rounded the hill and disappeared out of sight. And then the antelope reappeared, running along the hillside in the opposite direction than she was before. And close behind, short-legged Wally ran for all he was worth. Lee says, my jaw dropped in disbelief at the strange sight. What was happening? I continued to watch as Wally ran down the side of the hill again but this time the antelope was in pursuit. This happened three more times. First, Wally chasing the antelope, then the antelope chasing Wally. The antelope should have been able to outrun Wally with ease, but she stayed within a few yards of him. Lee says that Wally soon got tired and returned to the yard. And then the antelope came close to the yard, looked at Wally who was lying there panting, and then stomped her foot on the ground and made a whistling sound. She wanted Wally to get back up and resume playing tag with her, which he did. He got up and raced off again, following the antelope up the hill. Lee says, I'm not sure how many times that summer this happened, but we did observe it at least half a dozen times. One time, the doe brought her fawn close to the house as if she wanted us to see it. For the next few years, the doe showed up to play tag with Wally every spring, but then she stopped coming which was sad because they didn't know if she had died or what had happened to her. But they all have the memory of those years when their dog Wally had a regular play date with an antelope who was four times bigger than him. Deborah Dobson has another tale about a cross-species friendship. In her case, it involved her dog Nora, who she'd adopted from a shelter. Nora had been a damaged, distrustful dog at first. 
but Deborah had gradually built up her trust, and Nora had turned into a dog who was a great outdoor companion, able to hike off-leash with her. They lived in a secluded neighborhood surrounded by acres of beautiful Forest Service land. Though they lived only a 10-minute drive from town, it often felt as if they were out in the middle of nowhere. Deborah and Nora always started the day with a hike, and there were numerous trails to choose from. One day, Nora was off-leash, as usual, busily sniffing all the new scents by the side of the road. Suddenly, she dashed off toward an overgrown grassy area, as she often did when she smelled a rabbit. But this time, she didn't return as quickly as she normally did, and Deborah wondered what was keeping her. It was hard to see Nora, who had golden hair, in the wheat-colored tall grass. But then Deborah saw something move, and then watched in amazement as she realized it was Nora and a large coyote romping in the grass like puppies. Deborah says, I couldn't believe my eyes. Normally, Nora was very shy when meeting a new dog for the first time. Yet there she was, completely relaxed, acting as though she'd known this coyote all her life. There were no other coyotes nearby, and there didn't seem to be any danger, so Deborah didn't try to break up the canine fun. Her shy dog and a wild coyote were simply enjoying each other's company. When they were done, Nora trotted back over to Deborah as if nothing unusual had transpired. Deborah says, As we continued home, I was filled with a deep sense of gratitude and peace. I'd been blessed that day with an incredible gift. Nora had come to me filled with fear, having been badly abused as a puppy, and it had taken about two years of focused, daily rehabilitative work to stabilize her enough so that I felt comfortable taking her out in public. Yet on that beautiful summer afternoon, she met a wild coyote for the first time and showed absolutely no fear. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, my hilarious, heroic human dog. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the fun topics it covers. You'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and your local independent bookstore. And a special note from us regarding the proceeds from this book. Like our previous four pairs of cat and dog books, royalties from this book go to American Humane to help them with the amazing work they do for animals in terms of shelters, protecting pets during natural disasters, and on movie sets and zoos and in humane farming. If you want to read stories from this book and our other new collections, you can sign up for our daily newsletter and you will get a free story in your email every day. Just go to chickensoup.com and click on newsletter sign up. You can also follow me on Twitter where my handle is at Amy Newmark and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back for our next episode to hear a couple of stories about miracles of kindness during the Christmas holiday season. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.